today. God is so good, and we know it's Thanksgiving week, and hopefully, hopefully, all of us are thankful people, and hopefully, all of us truly thank and appreciate God. God is so good to us, isn't he? You, you, you know, Mary, I was fascinating. There's only three countries in the world that celebrate Thanksgiving. Us, Canada, and the Philippines. And, and you know, I can't, you, you know, well, I'm talking about setting a day aside to give thanks to God. A, a special day each year. And I, I just can't imagine why all nations wouldn't do something like that when we see all of God's blessings. But I'm, I'm thinking about America, and I'm grateful that we set a day aside to give thanks to God. But the truth is, if we go out and ask people, what's Thanksgiving? You'd be surprised the answers you would get back. Uh, a lot of people would say, well, it's a day you get together with your family. It's a day where you eat turkey and eat pie. A lot of people would say it's a day where you eat too much. Um, like we need a certain day in America to eat too much. Um, it's, it's a day where we, we get together with family and watch football and eat turkey. But you'd be surprised you wouldn't hear a lot of people say that Thanksgiving is a day that people set aside to give praise to God, to give thanks to God for all the blessings God gives us. I, I think about my own life. I, I am so blessed. Uh, it's just my wife and I at home right now. We own our home. We each have a car. We, I don't even know how many TVs we have. Um, and the thing is, I don't really even like TV. Uh, we, we have a refrigerator in the house. I have a refrigerator in the garage. I, I just have so much. And I'm so blessed. And the truth is, because I lived here, here in America, nobody would consider me rich. And nobody would even consider me well off. But I'm so blessed. And I know all of you are blessed too. Are you blessed? Yes. Has God been good to you? Yes. Doesn't, doesn't God deserve our praise? And, and so I, I put together... Uh, a message this afternoon, it's entitled, An Attitude of Gratitude. And we need to be grateful people. Well, at a butcher shop, one day, a dog came through the door. And the dog had a chain around his neck, and attached to that chain was a purse. And the dog walks up to the counter, and the butcher looks over the counter and sees the dog. And the butcher's kind of amazed. I can't believe a, a dog just walked into the bar, a butcher shop. And so the butcher says, hey, how you doing, boy? And uh, the dog, woof. And the butcher said, did you come to get some, some food? And the dog, woof. 
And the witches said, well, do you want poultry? Do you want fish? Do you want meat? Woof! Oh, you want meat? Well, you want steak? You want hamburg? Do you want a roast? Woof! The, the, the butcher asked, well, how many pounds do you want? Woof, woof! And uh, the, the butcher said to the, uh, to the dog, well, I give you two pounds, but it's going to cost you $11. And so the dog stands up on the counter and takes the, the purse, puts it in his teeth, and, and starts doing this to the butcher. And the butcher reaches in the purse and takes out a $20 bill and puts $9 back in. And he, he bags up the two pounds of roast, hands it to the dog, and the dog leaves the store. And the butcher's thinking, that is the most intelligent dog I've ever seen in my life. And so the butcher decides to leave and follow the dog. So he's following the dog to see where the dog lives. And he follows the dog into an apartment building. The dog goes up on the third floor. And he, the guy turns around the corner to see where the dog's going, what room he's going in. And the dog is outside a door and scratching on the door. Well, a man opens up the door, sees the dog, and just starts yelling at the dog. Just saying, you are the stupidest dog. I don't know why I put up with you. You are such a bad dog. And the butcher's watching this, and the butcher says, hey, quit yelling at that dog. That is the most intelligent, smartest dog i ever seen in my life. And the guy says to the butcher, the smartest dog you ever seen in your life, this is the third time this week he forgot his keys. <laughs> Listen, uh, the, the, the man wasn't grateful for what he had or what he has. How many of you would be grateful if you had a dog who did all your shopping for you? Man, I, I, I would love it. But, but you know what? There's people out there that are always going to complain. And they are, no matter what happens in their life, they are going to be ungrateful. It's Thanksgiving week. I personally think we, we should give Thanksgiving to God every day. Amen. God is so good. And I, I, I think that we would be so healthy if we practiced praising God all the time. Probably all of you here know or have heard of Oprah, right? Uh, would you agree with me? She is extremely successful. Now, I, I don't know a whole lot about her. I, I, I have watched the show before, but it, it's 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but, I, but I know she, she was very, very successful. Well, I was reading a little bit about her. Do you know that Oprah, every day of her life, every day, she writes down on a piece of paper five things she's grateful for? Did you know that? You know what? I, I thought, wow, that is a great idea. Wouldn't that be awesome if, if we did that in the church? Every day, write down several things that we're grateful for. 
You know what? If we write that down and we see it right here in front of us, I, I, I think that's going to change our whole day. Because we are going to realize, in spite of what happens, we have reason to be grateful. We, we have reason to praise God. Well, there's a passage here in the Word of God I want to share with you today. It's in the Gospel of Luke. If we could look that up, Luke chapter 17. And I'll read verses 9 through, I'm sorry, 11 through 19. And I'm, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Um, probably, probably none of you guys have the New King James Version, right? You guys use the NIV? You can put it up on the NIV. I like the NIV, too. I, I, I like the King James, New King James, the message. Uh, do you want, you, you want to look it up, uh, NIV? Okay, we read now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. Let me stop right there for a second. Uh, so we see that Jesus, the word of God, lets us know that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus is heading to the cross. But we read, in spite of the fact that Jesus has something pressing, that Jesus is always going to take time to listen to us when we call him. We read here that you have 10 men who have leprosy. Now, when we read about leprosy in the Bible, we understand that it's the worst possible disease a person could have. And leprosy is always compared to sin because leprosy and sin mirror one another. Leprosy, you start off with just a little white dot. It doesn't look like much, but it turns into something horrific. How many of you know sin initially doesn't look all that. But if you let it fester, if you allow sin to grow, it turns into something absolutely grotesque. A person who had leprosy, body parts would fall off them. That they would reach a point where they didn't have filling anymore. They couldn't they couldn't fill, their nerves didn't work, and when they slept, the rats would eat their bodies. They, they stunk because their bodies were decaying. They were separated from society. They were separated from family. That they had to beg for food, but they had to beg from a distance because they couldn't get close to anybody. And I, I think about how horrible leprosy is. And, and the truth is, 
You see the exact same thing when people get involved in sin and sin becomes an addiction. We, we, we see sin does the same thing to a person. But the good news is, in the Word of God, whenever anybody cried out to the Lord and asked the Lord for mercy, the Lord always gave a mercy. A hundred percent of the time. What am I saying? If we cry out to Jesus, Jesus hears us. Jesus loves us. Jesus desires to bless us. Jesus desires to make us strong. And so he tells the lepers, because they're crying out, they're asking for a healing, Jesus tells them to go see the priest. Go show yourself to the priest, because only the priest was the one who could pronounce a healing. He was the only one who could say, you are healed, you could return to society again. And I find it fascinating that all ten of them do exactly what Jesus asked them to do. You, you see, if, if I want a blessing in my life, I have to step out in faith. All ten of them, when Jesus told them to go see the priest. Now remember, to see the priest, word or adherent scripture, they would have been about 20 to 30 miles away from Jerusalem. So it wasn't like Jesus was asking them to go across the street and show yourself to the priest. He was telling them to take a journey. And we read that all ten of them began the journey, but none of them were healed. They weren't healed until they started going to the priest. What am I saying? That if we want God to do something great in our life, we have to step out. We, 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 we can't wait for the blessing and then say to God, you know, after you bless me, then I'll step out. That's not what God's looking for. God is looking for people who have faith. Amen. Jesus told me to go see the high priest. Go see the priest, and that's what I'm going to do. And we read that as they're going, something incredible happens. Probably some of them started growing body parts. Maybe somebody looked down and they were missing three or four fingers and all of a sudden their fingers started growing. They reach up and all of a sudden they fill ears again because they didn't have any ears. They have lips. It's incredible. Can you imagine the celebration they had as they're walking? They're probably ready to lose their mind. They can't believe what's happening. They can't believe this wonderful healing. And the craziest thing about this whole story is only one of them stopped and went back to give Jesus glory. To thank Jesus, to worship him, to praise him. Only one. Could you imagine that? Only one. And the word of God tells us, and, and I won't read anymore. I, I, I'll just tell you what happens. 
Could you uh, imagine Jesus stand there and, and, and Jesus, it's almost like he can't leave it. Now we know Jesus knows all things, that he's God. But he asked, I, where are the other nine? Weren't there ten? How is it possible that only one of you have returned to give me glory? And one who returned isn't even a Jew. The Jewish people are my chosen people and not one of them returns to thank me. How horrible. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to be that one. I, I don't want to be those nine. I think the world is filled up with those nine. That, that people who are only too happy to receive the blessings. But they're not quick to turn around. They're not quick to turn around and, and give glory to God. And it's my prayer for us that all of us here today that we will be people who desire to give glory to God, to express to God how grateful we are. Amen. That this Thanksgiving when we sit around the table with our families, that we're going to express. We're going to let our families know that we are grateful, that we serve a good God, we serve a wonderful God, a God who loves us. And I just wrote down seven quick things right here. I'll try to be brief. Pastor said I only had an hour and a half. That's what he said, didn't he? Oh, Mary said yes. Seven, seven reasons. And, and, and I took the liberty of writing these down. Because I, I really had to think about this. Seven reasons why we wouldn't... Come back to give Jesus thanks. Because I think probably all ten of them appreciated what Jesus did. I think. So, so why didn't they come back? And, and, and something else we need to understand in this story too. Only one of them was healed spiritually. You know, if you're sick, it's great to be healed physically. But the truth of the matter is, I, I, we're going to be sick again, right? We're all going to die. Everybody here is going to die. We know it. But I don't want to die spiritually. And you see, all ten lepers were dead spiritually. And so, yes, Jesus healed all ten. But only one was healed Spiritually. You see, God is good to the Christian, and you know what? He's good to the sinner. Amen. Isn't he? Doesn't the Bible say he reigns on the just and on the unjust? God is good. God is incredible. Every day people leave the hospital. And they leave because they're healed. 
And a lot of people are, are, appreciate the hospital. Are thankful that they received their healing in that hospital. A lot of them appreciate the doctors. Thank the doctors, thank the nurses. And that's fine, that's good. And I love the medical profession. My wife's a practitioner. I, I see how hard she works. But the fact is, my wife, a doctor, a nurse, nobody, none of them heal anybody. It's only God who can heal. It's God who created us. It's God who made us. Yes, a doctor could prescribe. A nurse could prescribe. Just like a pastor. I can't save anybody. I could tell you how to get saved. But the only way we get saved is through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. The only way I get healed is through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And it's so fascinating. People get in their cars every day and leave the hospital and never once say, thank you, Lord. But it was God who healed them. And I want to be one of those people who... I want to express to God how much I appreciate him. Recognize that my healing, my blessings come from him. So looking at this story, what are some of the excuses they, they may have or we may have as to why we don't give glory to God? Why don't we don't express our gratitude to the Lord? Well, the first thing I put down was convenience. Some of us just don't like to be inconvenienced. Some of us don't like to go to church if it's too cold outside. Because <laughs> it's cold outside. And I don't want to be too harsh. I don't want to be, 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 be too. But, but how many of you know sometimes gratitude costs us a little inconvenience? Right? You know, okay, so husband, wife, how would you feel if your spouse didn't get you something for, for your anniversary because it was too cold out? I mean, is that going to fly? It's not going to work, is it? I, you know, she don't care what the temperature is. She really don't. Right? How, why would God be any different? So, so sometimes it's, it's going to inconvenience us. See, these guys were on their way back to Jerusalem to see the high priest. Maybe they were a couple miles into their trip when they finally realized, oh my goodness, my fingers are growing back, my toes are growing back. But I'm already five miles into it. What, am I going to turn around? And then I'm going to have to go five miles and then five miles back. And then the rest of the trip, this could take forever. That would be a real inconvenience. I appreciate being healed, but, but it's just stupid to go back. Well, one of them didn't think it was so stupid. One of them went back, and he got saved because he went back. He, he, he allowed himself to be inconvenienced. The second thing I put down was pride. Sometimes we don't show our gratitude because of our pride. What do I mean by this? Well, you know what? I always followed the law of Moses. I went to the synagogue every Saturday. I kept the Passover. I fast. I tithe. 
I didn't deserve to get leprosy in the first place. You, you know, the Word of God tells us leprosy is a curse. And, and if, if you got leprosy, you were unclean. And everybody assumed you did something wrong. And God allowed this to happen in your life. So you know what? I didn't deserve it anyways. Pride. You know, you know what? Why should I thank God for my beautiful home and my beautiful car? You know how much I sacrificed to go to college? How much student loan I have? How much that put me in debt? All the work I did? Why should I thank God I did it? Do you know there's people out there like that? Everything I have, I deserve. I worked hard for it. I shouldn't have to thank anybody. I'm the one who made the sacrifices. That's crazy thinking. That's bad thinking. You, you know, Proverbs tells us, in my heart, I plan my course, but it's God who determines my steps. I may think I have it all planned, all together. It's God who determines my steps. I'm where I'm at today because of God. If I have a, a beautiful family, a beautiful car, a beautiful home, it's because God gave them to me. And I better express God how much I appreciate what he's given me. Because I'm not all that. I don't deserve anything. In fact, if I was to receive what I deserve, I would be in hell right now. I, I know who I am. I know what I deserve. Don't allow pride to keep you from expressing your gratitude to the Lord. I put down here, and a lot of Christians think this, and maybe, maybe some of these uh, men who had leprosy thought this, well, why should I turn around and go back and, and waste all that time and everything when God knows everything anyways? You know, there, see, there's some people who feel like that about coming to church. Well, why, why should I go to church? God already knows I love him. Why should I pray? God already knows what I'm thinking. I mean, there's people like that. Honestly, there's people like that. Yes, God knows everything. God knows my heart without me coming to church. Definitely God knows my heart. Let me tell you a story. Um, probably about 12 years ago, for Christmas, my wife and I hit a home run with the kids. We, I, I'm telling you, it was like the best Christmas ever. They were... It was like, not only did we get them a bunch of gifts, and my wife always spoiled my kids. I just have two. And not only did we get them a lot of gifts, but it was like everything we got them was what they wanted. Uh, and, and especially my son, he was so grateful. I mean, the gratitude was just oozing out of him. And so he opens up yet another gift, and I'm telling you, he almost fainted. 
he was just so overwhelmed. Now, I'm watching this, and it is so true, it's better to give than to receive. I enjoyed it more than him. I really did. I, I was just having the time in my life. And I could see the gratitude, and that was beautiful, and that was wonderful. But how many of you know it meant something to me, even though I enjoyed watching the gratitude, seeing it ooze out of him, but then he came to me and his mother and told us how grateful he was. He didn't have to tell me. I knew it because I could see it, and I'm his father. But it was precious. It meant something to me for him to come and tell me how much he appreciated what we did, how much he loves us. That meant something to me. God is no different. Don't assume God just knows. God wants to hear you say it. He wants it to come out of your mouth. And by the way, you guys are probably no different than me. If somebody expresses to me how grateful they are for something I did in their life, if they really, really appreciate it, I always want to do things in their life. I do. Man, if you appreciate it, I, I'll help you do anything. And unfortunately, if I try to help you and you show no gratitude, it's not that I'm mad at you, and it's not that I wouldn't help you if you asked me, but to be honest with you, I just don't have a desire to help you. Right? right. I, I, because you know, there was no gratitude. There was, uh, there was nothing. I, again, I, I'm not mad at you. And, and yes, I would help you if you asked or whatever. But I just don't have that desire. And I think it's the same way with God. If you want God to bless you, man, tell him. I appreciate you. I, I love you. I can't believe how good you are to me. You are awesome to me. Here, I'm writing down a list of all my blessings. Doesn't the Bible tell us to do that? Count your many blessings, right? Count them one by one. Count them. Keep track of them. Nothing wrong with that. God wants us to do that. I love it. David, when he cut off Goliath's head, guess what he did with it? He kept it. That was a trophy. I don't know how long he kept it, but he grabbed it. He cut off his head and took the head with him. And, and, and he took his equipment, his sword and his, all his equipment, and put it in his tent. So when he woke up every day and he looked over at that, he thought to himself, man, I took down a giant. There's nothing I can't do today. I could do all things all things through Christ who strengthens me. That applies to us, right? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Listen, be grateful. Be the one. Don't be the nine. Let's see. I, I just, I'll be real quick. I just put two more things down here. Um, no, I'm sorry. Just one more thing I need to, to go over with you. Listen, don't be a negative person. Amen. Is anybody in here a negative person? How many people here would say, I'm a positive person? Raise your hand if you're a positive person. About six of you. 
Listen, God wants us to be positive people. We need to be positive people. You see, perhaps some people didn't go back to give God glory because as they're walking, they're receiving their healing. Right away, they start thinking, wow, tomorrow I have to go out and find a job. Where am I going to live? I wonder if my family will take me back. I wonder what the priest will say. There's people out there like that. Uh, you, you know, yes, I received the healing, but I'll probably get cancer down the road anyways. Everybody in my family has heart problems, so oh, I'm healed of leprosy. I'll probably drop dead tomorrow of a heart attack. There's people out there like that. Amen. Instead of enjoying the great blessing God gives us, they want to be negative. And if we're negative... We're not going to express our gratitude to God. Amen. So be positive. Amen. Be positive. God always hears us. God hears us even when he was going to a cross. I love it. He had to have so much on his mind. He knew the suffering he was going to go through. And we read, in spite of all that, that, he sits down and he talks with his disciples and he tells them, don't allow your hearts to be troubled. Everything's going to be okay. You trust in the Father, and that's good. It's good you believe in God, but now I want you to put your trust in me. I'm going to a cross. I'm paying a price you can never pay. I'm making a way for you to be with me for all of eternity. Don't be afraid. Don't fear anything. No, I have everything under control. I have a plan. Let, listen, let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. Let's express to God how thankful we are because we serve a good God. And for no other reason, we could express our gratitude to God simply because we're saved today, right? We, we belong to Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us that we are the bride of Christ, that we are going to live with Jesus Christ for all of eternity. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. Be positive. Amen. Enjoy your blessings. But be quick to go to God and express to God how much you appreciate the wonderful things He's doing and wonderful things he did in your life. Amen. Mary, I have no idea how you guys close now. Just a short little prayer. Okay. Uh, okay, fine. That, that's, that's how we do it also. So I, I just want to encourage you, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I'll see you next Sunday. So I'll ask you when I see you, hey, do you guys have a good, good Thanksgiving? So I want to hear something positive, okay? All right. If you desire a blessing in your life, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands to receive it. Lord, we lift our hands to you because we know, we believe that all blessings come from you. Lord, I ask you to shower us in your blessings. I ask you to bless our bodies, give us good health, keep us strong. I ask you, Lord, to bless our minds, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, help us make good decisions. I ask you to bless our families. I ask you to bless our marriages. I ask you to bless our homes. 
I ask you to bless our neighborhoods. Keep our neighborhoods safe. Bless our places of employment. Lord, I ask you to bless our finances. Bless our businesses. I ask you, Lord, to bless everything we touch. Bless our coming. Bless our going. I ask you to bless our hearts. Keep our hearts tender. But most of all, Lord, I ask you to bless our relationship with you that you would help us to fall deeper and deeper in love with you. And Lord, I pray these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.